It is the Incredible Hulk podcast for a gorgeous Monday. It's like 70 degrees here. We had a chance to talk to Christian Gudegast. He is the director of Den of Thieves. Sat down with him for a couple minutes to talk about the release of Den of Thieves that is tomorrow on DVD and Blu-ray. So I hope you enjoy the conversation with Christian Gudegast on the Incredible Hulk podcast. There are aspects of my personality that I can't control. Don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. The Incredible Halt Podcast. Now might be a really good time for me to get angry. That's my secret. I'm always angry. Raised on television to believe that one day we'd all be millionaires and movie gods and rock stars. But we won't. The Incredible Halt. Besides, nobody's getting hurt. Podcast. Maybe if I can control it, I can use it. Hear the music. Eric, how are you? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm good, man. My, my pleasure. Obviously, a lot of people who went to go see this in the theater don't really know the backstory. But you've been working on this for right. what ten years? Uh, yeah, actually a little bit longer. Yep. So you you start writing this thing, and then kind of walk me through why what took so long, and kind of why now, like why it was able to be made now, and and obviously tomorrow it goes to Blu-ray and DVD, and people can watch it in their homes after they saw it in theaters. But what was happening in that over a decade before it gets greenlit and we get to see it on the screen? Well, uh, first, you know, it, it, it moved from um, one. It moved from from one city to the next to the next. So it was at three different homes, uh, and we had about uh, got about four sort of false starts. We went into pre production about four times, um, and really, it's just a function of the business of you know, of Hollywood. And uh, you know, getting getting movies made is is a very very difficult thing. <laughs> and it's just it's really just it's about timing and the casting and financing and. Um, just a million different reasons. Uh, I don't want to bore you with all the details, but um, it often does take that long. You just got to keep, uh, got to keep, you know, keep at it, keep grinding, and uh, thankfully, eventually, we're able to get it done. Well, so Christian, and one of the reasons I wanted to start there is because I'm fascinated at you know, and maybe it's it's difficult to kind of nail down a time, but you obviously were right. you know a a well seasoned writer in Hollywood. And I was just wondering, like, right. at what point did you decide, I want to direct, I want to take on all these other parts of the, the art that I was making and, and see the whole thing to come to fruition? What, what was that decision-making process like? Well, I mean, uh, that started actually in the beginning of my career. You know, I, I went to uh, film school to be a director, and I, I actually never meant to be a writer. Um, and I directed a bunch of, like, music videos back then, and um, with the goal of becoming, uh, you know, a feature film director, like right after film school. But then, in order to graduate, uh, you have to also write a screenplay, uh, which I did. And um, I actually sold it to Oliver Stone, of all people. And that sort of totally changed my career trajectory at the time. Um, and I then became a writer. Uh, and then, you know, then you get married, and <laughs> and then I got divorced and married again, had kids, and you know, it ends up paying the bills. And before you know it, ten years go by, and you're just, you know, you're you're a professional writer, and it, you know, it, it, it's how you make a living. Uh, so then, about to about ten years into the writing thing, I said, okay, I got to finally make my transition back to directing, um, and that's when that sort of journey began. And so you you make it back. Den of Thieves shows up in theaters. It's a huge success. You get a sequel greenlit. When you were kind of wrapping up production, heading into promotion and release, at what point do you figure out that there's another one of these that you're going to be working on? And were you prepared for that, or did you kind of have to go, okay, what what will these guys do next? Well, I actually was prepared for it. Um, we, I guess that sounds sort of like arrogant and sort of cocky, but we sort of figured that we would find success with this film. Um, so 
a few years ago, I went to Europe to start researching it, believe it or not. Uh, and so the whole story, I'm actually starting it right now, but it's all mapped out. Um, and we knew going in what, what it was going to be. And um, it's basically going to be based on uh, a few different various kind of true stories about heists that happened in Europe. Uh, it's going to involve, this time it's going to be about diamonds. And um, Gerard Butler's going to be hunting O'Shea Jackson Jr. and his crew uh, throughout Europe. So let's let's pause there for just a second because one of the questions I, I desperately uh-huh. wanted to ask you was this to, for me as a fan might be one of Gerard B- Butler's best movies since Three Hundred and and I know you guys are friends like what was that process like to get that performance out of him because it's spectacular like I can't say enough good things about the movie as a whole but right. he's just blows you off the stage you know in a way that that I haven't right. seen in in a while and I'm wondering like. Did your friendship have to do with that? Is it because the script was so great? Like, what do you think attributes to that such a great role for him? Uh, well, uh, all of the above. Uh, but it's really um, a function of uh, the work that he and I put into it. So we would, uh, we spent a lot of time together, and the character is kind of like a blend of both he and I in a, uh, in a way. Um, and we, we just spent a lot of time uh, in character like finding the character the way he walks and talks when he dresses um you know what his life is like and what kind of music he listens to so we really just got into great great detail and um for a long time you know for about a couple years before we even started shooting the movie and then again we did this boot camp beforehand where we trained all the actors up you know very very heavily beforehand um all of them and uh we just again spent right before production spent just tons and tons of time every single day together talking about the character you know, talking about his everything, his, his emotional landscape and um, all his quirks and what he thinks about the world and all of the, you know, his colleagues and why he hunts these bank robbers. And um, and then he, Jerry just, you know, it just tapped into sort of um, a side of him that he hasn't been able to, you know, a muscle he hasn't been able to flex in quite some time. Um, and he just, he just crushed it. I mean, he was just dialed into character from day one and he just did a phenomenal job. And so heading into the sequel, obviously, you've done all of that work. Um, but as you as you work on other things, and, and the question I wanted to ask you as a creator, are you the type of creator that you work on one thing at a time? Or are, do you have, are you working and noodling on a whole bunch of things while you're writing Den of Thieves 2? Like, what, what is your creative process like? Well, you, uh, as a function of just the, 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 the entertainment, the, you know, the movie business itself, you have to work on several things at once. But in terms of when you say working on it, that's really development. Like you're having meetings, sure. and you're, you're lining things up for the future. But then when you, when it comes to sitting down and actually writing something, then you shut everything else out. You have to, you have to just, just, you know, have laser focus on one thing. Um, so that will come up soon. I'm working on something else right now, but then I will soon get to uh, the script of Den of Thieves too. Uh, the, again, the whole story is mapped out. We know we know where the where the characters are going to go, and we know all the 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 plot mechanisms. And um, so, when that when it comes time to do that, I will be only doing that. Awesome, awesome, very cool. Uh, and so, the movie, like I said, is out in uh, stores and digital download, Blu-ray uh, tomorrow, which is is super exciting. Yep. You know, as a director, lots of people that were in the movie, not just people that you were close with, were talking about your ability to be hyper-prepared and that they had never experienced anything like this. Can you maybe shed some light for for people who love the art of filmmaking and love, like myself, going to see movies in the theater? 
what it takes to be mm-hmm. that uber prepared as a director for people to go out of it because you don't hear a lot of people showering kudos on a director right it's one of those positions that you either love the director hate the director but you don't get a lot of you know unsolicited praise which you got uh, heading into this movie what, what do you think leads into that um uh preparation i mean that and sort of um with the cast just um being available to them you know and being uh, uh collaborative um and you know the it was what i did uh leading up to the the production of this film was i guess you know kind of rare um i actually had i photographed the entire film myself and still photographs literally the entire film every single scene Holy of the actual cow. people because it being because everything was based on true stories and people that i knew and then i had all those people come to the set as like you know technical advisors and consultants to the actors so I had gangsters there, I had cops, I had former military, I had, you know, this whole sort of network of people. Um, so it just, I was able to sort of create an environment that all the cast and the crew were able to go into to really, you know, recreate sort of the vibe uh, in the uh, of the world. Um, so it, it was all about sort of um, limiting the sense of artifice when you're making the film to sort of make it sort of start feeling real, you know, from everything from what they're wearing to the locations where we were to the cars they drove and, and the training that we did. And it was just about creating this, 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 this vibe, this energy that matched what the story was. Um, and also just being, um, you know, uh, appreciative of everybody and, um, uh, you know, grateful for their for their hard work and and for their uh, dedication to the project and uh, everybody. It was just making the film was a great experience. Everybody just became great friends and we just had a, we had a lot of laughs and we had a great time. And you can tell that in the final product. And I know you've got a million of these to to do, so I'm going to let you go, my friend Christian. It was a pleasure talking to you. Like I said, Den of Thieves is available tomorrow, Blu-ray, DVD. Christian, I cannot wait to see the sequel and what else you're working on because this was just a joy to check out. Uh, and as a first-time director, uh, I'm sure you have a tremendous amount of pride in this. And I just wanted to say, amazing work. Can't wait to see what else you got going on. I appreciate that. Have a good day. You too.